Welcome back. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. It's Black History Month 2022. And so we brought on the goat herself, Kyleen from Black Diabetic Girl. We chop it up for about an hour, uh, like ranging from everything from how she got her start, from her diagnosis story, to what she would tell uh, current and future Black Diabetic Girls. It is an episode that you can't miss. And there's even a little bit of inside information before Eritrea came to Diabetics Doing Things. Uh, a conversation that she had with Kylene. So you can get a little bit of the background as well. We know Eritrea loves the tea. I like to spill it, but I like the whole, the black diabetic girl effect, like how Kylene has impacted not just the space in so many different ways. So, yeah. And we've been a, a big advocates for sharing your story uh, and for, you know, having that vulnerability exchange with people. And uh, there could not be a better example for us to find than Kylene. So uh, be sure to check her out on Black Diabetic Girl on Instagram, blackdiabeticgirl.com, uh, and be sure to support uh, those initiatives and get in touch with her as well if you have questions about this podcast. So thank you, Kylene, for coming on and enjoy this episode with Kylene from Black Diabetic Girl. Welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We are telling the amazing stories of people with diabetes from all over the world. Our very special guest today, you know her on social media as Black Diabetic Girl, but we know her as Kylene. Kylene, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. You know, this it's is so actually <laughs> our first uh, recording in 2022. So we have been like pl plotting and building and uh, we figured we better start off on the right foot and have you as our first recorded guest in 2022. Hello, I like it. Black History Month, girl. You know we had to bring you. I was like, okay, listen, we're not trying. I'm gonna start it correct. We haven't recorded with anybody else, so we're gonna warm up with Kai. Let's do it then. That means that everybody else is listening. If you come behind me, you have to be better than me. So good luck. I sound like the ceiling is like we just we just raised it. You know, what I mean, like, and that's good. We're, we got to continue to improve all the time. So um, it's big. So just like we always kind of start, and, and we have been uh, friends in the diabetes community for years now, and I think that that's going to come through through this interview. But just just to get started on the diagnosis piece, and I know that you have a very specific. Um, and very relevant diagnosis story because there, there's been some misdiagnosis in your life, like many people with diabetes. So would love to uh, hear about your various diagnosis stories. <laughs> sure. So those that don't know, I was actually diagnosed as type two when I initially went into urgent care. Um, I went thinking that I had a urinary tract infection because I was going to the bathroom all of the time. And you know, well, those that like to self-diagnose, you know how you walk in and you tell them, you know what's wrong with you? That was me. I walked in like, this is what's wrong with me. Let's get it together. And the gentleman, the doctor came back and he was like, no, so you don't have a urinary tract infection, but you are diabetic. You know, um, he didn't get into like the specifics of what type right away. He was just like, you know, oh, you're overweight. And, you know, this happens in Black families often and I had my dad with me so you know he's like um my dad was like oh I'm type two you know I'm diabetic whatever whatever and so the gentleman just went with that and I was like okay I mean and I didn't know any better so it was a okay well what we gotta do to fix it you know what do I do and so um it did not get better it got worse um I ended up in the hospital several times after that um passed out at work at home uh, went into DKA, was diagnosed with pancreatitis, but still no correct diagnosis, right? Um, I go to, well, not the urgent care, let me state that. The urgent care is not where I work. I ended up going to the hospital where I work. 
And I'm in the unit and I'm talking to one of the doctors that I know. And I'm like, yo, something is really off. Like I've never, my asthma is crazy, but I don't come to the hospital this much. Like Jesus. Um, and so we got to talking and she was asking me what, like how the visit went. I played it out to her. And she said, well, I'm going to ask someone to do some other tests because there are multiple types of diabetes. And I was taken back like, oh, what? And so, so long and behold, she, the on-call doctor was like, so you're type one. And I was like, well, what is that? Explain to me, please. And it's been a lot better since then. But, you know, it was just the, my issue with the urgent care provider was you literally just ran with the fact that I'm an adult. I'm a black woman and in your you know, and I'm overweight. So this is, this is how we diagnose people. That doesn't work. Like you didn't ask any, you didn't ask nothing. You know, you didn't ask, do I have a hit? Does my family have a history of diabetes? Like you just ran with it. And also you didn't give me anything to work with. You know, you just sent me out there and the endocrinologist at the time that I had wasn't any help. I'm like, well, I'm doing everything that you said to do. You know, you said workout. You said to change my diet. You said to do this and do that. And I did those things. However, I was still feeling like trash. I still was getting sick and, you know, nothing was changing. I'm like, well, what y'all want from me? Because mm. something wrong. And so, yeah, but well, and you, diagnosis. well, you bring up a, like a couple of really good points, like at face value, uh, when, when pay, when doctors and practitioners look at patients at face value, uh, there are things that can be missed. And especially with a, a diagnosis of type two versus type one, like there's so many nuances, like it has the same name diabetes, but as we know, uh, those of us who have lived with it for years and, and have been active in the community, like there's, there's various different elements to each of them. Um, and you know, I think like back in the, back in the day, the old people were like, well, do you have the good kind or the bad kind? I was like, well, tell me which one is which. Cause I don't right. know. Um, but I think you know, one of the things that I would, I would encourage, I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have been, had your, had your diagnosis, like, you know, corrected and, and, and whatnot, but, uh, make your, if you get diagnosed with diabetes and they don't do an antibody test, do the antibody test just to be, just in case, just in case. Um, so yeah, uh, well from there though, like, you know, what, what was that once you got the information that you needed, did you feel like you actually like were, were managing it pretty well and like felt, felt like that you, you know, once you had all the right information and the right tools that you were able to get back on track? I do. Um, it was a battle because at, then I was diagnosed with pancreatitis. They put me on a medicine that in the intro or whatever, of course, it's like not for people with type one diabetes, mm. but because they didn't diagnose me as such, you know, and I'm, trying to figure out how to do something. My doctor, the endo at the time was like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll try this. Well, that landed me with pancreatitis. So that battle of trying to get out of like all of those flare-ups and still manage correctly. It was a, I'll say like that first year was kind of a battle, you know, just trying to get my bat, my body back out of having flare-ups and those sorts of things. But after that I, like I feel like that was like my honeymoon stage right like after that then life was good you know um we were moving and shaking you know it it 
we lived with a, a nice A1C, you know, I got a, I got a good endocrinologist and life was great. And yeah, you know, I don't have any outside of pancreatitis. I have zero complications, um, you know, no, so. Talk to me a little bit about, you mentioned you have a great endocrinologist now. Uh, what, what was that process like? And did you, did you have to fire a doctor? Did you, you know, did you, did you go on a search? You know, what, what was that like? Because I think that's a really challenging um, journey to go on as a patient, especially for the first time, like really advocating for yourself to say, Hey, I need different, different levels of care. So those that don't know, I work in healthcare. So my journey is a lot different from a lot of people. Um, we, I work with providers, right? So at the time, my original endo was not a, a doctor at our practice. And so black lady at that, I need everyone to know because people always say, go to a black provider. Well, it was the black provider that failed me. And my urgent care provider was a black man and he failed me initially, right? Um, so I did fire her, you know, because she just wasn't listening. I'm like, listen, ma'am, I'm doing everything with everything. So fired her. My PCP was the one who, you know, I was telling her because we have a very good relationship. And I was like, so listen, I need an endocrinologist unless you want to keep doing it. And I know you don't want to. So put me on. And we went down the list and she was like, I, I know you personally. I know who will be a good fit, who won't be a good fit. And so she said, um, this specific, this specific provider. And I was like, oh, I know him. I work like we work professionally. And so I called his office. He was not taking new patients at the time. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. So I had to pull a little, I work here. What's up? And we've been good. He's literally been my endo since 2011. And I always tell him he can't go anywhere. And if he ever retires, then I'm going with him. If he moves back home, like we stuck, we are stuck like glued. There's no you know, I'm sorry for his wife and his kids, but he got to He can't go. We, we, I'm coming with them, and I'm sure his other patients were the same way. But I stand by firing your doctor if they are not giving you what you need. If you are spinning your wheels, it's okay. The process can absolutely be frustrating, but once you get that right fit, the reward is so much like it, that journey will be worth it, you know, and people have to remember that just because one doctor works for you doesn't mean that they'll work for somebody else. So be okay with it. You know, sometimes you got to let them go. They work for you. I, I love, I love that because and I think this is really important. We haven't talked about this a ton on the podcast in the past, because I think it, you know, it requires a little bit of a level of experience too. And honestly, like I, I didn't feel like an adult until I had to decide to change practitioners, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, I'm really not getting what I need here. Um, and I need an endocrinologist that I was very similar to you. I had a great relationship with my PCP, with my primary care physician. Uh, she'd been friends with our family for many years. It was, it was, you know, it was great, but her practice was changing. And she's like, look, Rob, you really need an endocrinologist. Uh, we can't just do this this way anymore. And I was like, okay. So went on that journey, but I think it's really interesting. And I, and this never, I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a complicated, complicated concept because when you look at the sports world, like you can say, okay, well, there are good coaches or there are bad coaches or good players or bad players because you have a way to measure them. 
but when you're in a, a career and for me, um, you know, when I was an athlete in college, I just assumed my coach knew what he was doing. My first job, I assumed my boss like had it all laid out and they knew what they were doing. Most of us are just trying to figure it out. And not all of us are the best in the business or not all of us will be, or be right for every patient. So I think that's, um, you know, it takes a lot of maturity and it really takes a lot of courage to dig your feet in and say, you know what, I need more from my care team and I'm going to go look for that. And it can be scary, but you know, you're spending your money, you're, you know, you're paying those insurance premiums, um, and you're, you know, advocating for your own care. And that starts with a relationship with your endo. For sure. I, I tell people that all the time, like, listen, if that will work for you, if you get, if you've gone into that appointment with the open mind and you're being honest and you're not receiving that back, go ahead and find you a new doctor. Go Maybe ahead. I needed to hear this today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking the offline uh, a little bit about Eritrea had an endo appointment today. And uh, maybe this is, maybe this is uh, our answer to her challenge. It's the universe. Right so I don't know, like me, I don't know. A lot of things that you're saying are really resonating with me of just like, if they're not serving the needs or just almost even dismissing them, then maybe it's time to like, look for someone else, even if you have been there for a while. Cause like, that's totally, you know, doable. Sometimes you can outgrow your endocrinologist. Like that's possible. So yeah, maybe if somebody else needed to hear it, like I did today, go get a new endo, buddy. (laughs) You know, now, now make sure, you know, some of y'all might need to talk to your insurance company first, but do your due diligence is what I always tell people. Like, do your due diligence. Do it. 100%. Absolutely. So you, you got your new endo in 2011. Things are starting to go well for you. Um, I've heard you say before, when you when you started Black Diabetic Girl, you were looking for other people like you and you were having a hard time finding other Black Diabetic Girls. Um, so kind of walk me through the cre- the creation of your channels and your platform and your brand and and where that came from and, and you know where what what that opened you up to in, in the world of diabetes. So it, this is going to sound really crazy. It came from the page became a page because I didn't want y'all nosy people on my personal page. So because my personal page is private, right? And I was like, oh, I don't want these people in my business for real. So I got to make a new page because I tried it, right? Like I made my page public and I was like, mm, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this. So. I made a new page and I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to not use that because I don't want these people, you know, it was one of those, I don't want the people in my business, right? So I made that, was, and then I was like, well, how am I find people? I want something, I'm very like, I'm not a around the bush type of person. I'm like straightforward. And so it was, okay, well, what? I'm looking for people and if I want people to find me and I know what type of people I want to find me, let's, let's keep it real and so then I was like oh well we could do something with Kai and I was like nah and so black diabetic girl I was like well that's what I am so here we are right um sorry Leslie I know you wanted that that name however I got it um and so that was how the page started and it was like instantly I started people started to find me quicker than I was finding them um, I have a really good girlfriend that works in PR and she was like, listen, 
use these hashtags and this is how you'll find people. People will find you. And I was like, girl, whatever. But she didn't lie because they were finding me and then I started finding them. And so that was the birth of Black Diabetic Girl. Um, the brand of Black Diabetic Girl kind of fell into my lap. I just wanted friends. I really just wanted friends, right? Like I, I solely just wanted friends to talk about diabetes with. My cousin is type one, but we are polar opposites. He's very quiet about it. Like, you don't know, you just like, people don't know, you know, unless you're in our family or you just so happen to see his Dexcom, you don't know. So I'm like, I don't wanna talk to him. Plus we are very competitive with me and him like a debate. So I'm like, ah, this is not what I want. And so, I found friends, like I was like, yes, okay. The brand part fell into my lap. Um, it That literally fell into my lap. Um, who everyone sees me today as is exactly who I am. Like I am very outspoken across all boards, at work, everywhere, right? Like I am very outspoken. Um, I say, what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling respectfully, and we gonna keep it moving. And so one of my, the same girlfriend was like, listen, you, it, it's a it's a market for this. And I'm like, bye girl, like this is your job. So I know that, this, I don't, friend, stop. Um, and she was like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, mm, you know me, yo, no, I'm good. Like I make really good money in my job. I don't need nothing else, right? So I'm, that was my whole mindset. Like, I'm good, sis. I'm good. And she's like, no. Um, but I guess her guess was right. You know, she was clearly she was right. But it was very much like I was very much like, no, no, no. You can do whatever. Her and my sister, if it was, I can tell you and I tell everyone, if it was not for Nikki and Trisha, there would be none of everything else that Black Diabetic Girl does. There would be no Black Diabetic Girl. There would be no Dope Diabetic Girl. There would have been no podcast, nothing, right? Um, and my homegirl was just like, listen, you need to run with it. And so we made a t-shirt and everybody wanted it. And I was like, oh, y'all really want this? And they were like, yeah. So I did. Those who have been like from the beginning know that like there was no website. I was called like, hey, send me a PayPal, cash at me, and I will run you your shirt. Like we had a whole spreadsheet type of business. Like it was that. And I was like, oh, they called my homegirl. Like, listen, I'm gonna drop these t-shirts off to you. I need you to print them up. People want them, right? And we were like, oh, we, we. They want these. Okay. So we made it. I, I started literally with three t-shirts, Black Diabetic Girl, Make Insulin Cheap Again, and Diabetic Girls Do It Better. And here we are today. It's we a, are. <laughs> like, first of all, I think that's a few things. Like, number one, I love the title, like where Black Diabetic Girl as a title, like same with diabetics doing things. It was just like, I, th I didn't know if I would change it. I thought it sounded okay at first. And, and here we are seven years later, you know, like, uh, and, and also just like listening to and having the right people in your, in your life to, to, uh, you know, build you up and to say, Hey, I think you have something here. I think you should, you should do this. Like people are going to want this, like having friends like that is such a, 
I don't know about rare, but it's such an important thing for somebody's life in, in somebody's life. And like these people don't have diabetes, right? They're just someone recognizing what you're doing and supporting yeah. you there. I, you know, I think of some of my friends too, like the first few years of, of this, just like random emails, texts. Uh, one of my good friends bought me an Amazon gift card to buy a podcast, Mike, you know, like little things like that make such a huge difference. It really um, does. It definitely does. Like she literally would go into my Instagram page and she's like, listen, this is what we need to do. You need to do X, Y, Z. Like she literally found like a person to um, design everything. Like I did nothing in the beginning. I, Cause I was so like, nah, girl, I don't have no time for this. Like, no. And like, we argued, I wanted the very, for outside of that pre-sale, I wanted diabetic girls do it better to be the first shirt that I sold. And she was like, are you crazy? And I was like, I don't want to offend anybody. And I was like, oh, and you know, if somebody says I'm crazy, I'm be like, who are you talking to? Like, we we literally went back and forth um, about it probably for like 45 to an hour. Like, we were going head to head. Like, I'm not putting Black Diabetic Girl out there first. Like, nah. I love I love that you're bringing up that portion because there is a bit of me that asks, like, what was it about the word black that made you think would offend someone? So while I do say whatever I want to say out of my mouth, right, um, I also have friends that are not black people, right? Um, at the time, one of my really good friends was a white girl. And I was like, yo, I don't want offenses. Like, Oh, and then I was like, I don't want to offend anybody, right? Because again, for me, and this is so crazy that this was my thought process, but this was the thought process. It was because if somebody says something crazy to me, they're not going to be ready for the wrath that responds. So let's keep it very, this is what you get. And she was like, why do we care? Girl, they can try you if they want to. Like, we don't care. Put this out. And I was like, Oh, sorry, Siri. Oh, you screaming. Girl. Siri got scared. You don't scare Siri. She got to talk when I need her to talk. You know, so I was like, oh, but, you know, I always tell her, yo, you were right. I always tell people it wouldn't be none of what it is today without those two women pushing me outside of my box and knowing, like, you worried about the wrong things, this man. Like, that's not mm -hmm. So while we're talking about the Black Diabetic Girl and the logo and the shirt and all that, there I know that there was a response where some people wanted the white Diabetic Girl shirts. So did they get the smoke? I, or did you make the shirts? I actually don't know. I don't think I was in the community then. <laughs> there is not a white Diabetic Girl shirt. Um, <laughs> Kylene Diana Redman will never make a white Diabetic shirt. Um, my response to that was very much you can go and buy this diabetic do it girls do a better t-shirt like yo there you go um some people wanted the smoke and they did get the smoke because at that time I wasn't as known as I am now so I didn't really you know it was like oh yeah like oh I'm gonna run you all the smoke so some of them that tried me in my DM I was like but why do you need this explain to me why you need this like why do you need people to know that you're a white diabetic girl? Um, once I explained to them and some other women, you know, were like, listen, are you crazy? This is why we did X, Y, Z. The majority of them were, 
I apologize. Okay, I understand. Like, I get it. There were a few that tried my hand and I was like, baby, this is not what you want. I, I promise you, I'm not some of the other people that I'm, because at this time I'm seeing it, right? Because I'm not a part of it. I'm like, baby, this is not what you want over here. Like, I know that y'all talk trash to some of these other people and they don't say too much. Oh, I'm not her girl. Like, I was, you know, at that time I was like, honey, which I'm like, honey, this is not the smoke that you want. And, you know, they were very much like, talking it and I was like where you live at because we catch flights like where you live because we're coming run me that address they didn't know you're they, from the DMV they don't know nah, they did. I was like no like they are really trying me hard and but in my DM trying me and I was like oh this is not what you want like homegirl I can catch a flight to you and then I was like you know what I'm gonna mind my business like block um I learned about the block button and so I blocked but after that, I don't know if she maybe told her friends that, oh, she talked back because I have yet to be tried again like that. And I would like to keep it like that because I'm a very peaceful person. And <laughs> I, you know, I, th I think that there is, I mean, there are some people who just need to learn some lessons. Uh, and there's some people that, you know, probably benefited a lot from some of the smoke that you, that you put in those DMs. Um, and hopefully, you know, they have, they've learned their lesson and they're living their That's life. What I'm, afraid. I'm afraid that they, because we're all human. Like, I don't know why you think that you can come to me and talk to me any kind of way that I'm 80% sure you're not going to do it if we saw each other in person. Sure. You know, like, don't, don't do that keyboard bullying crap with me. Like, I'm not a fan of it. I told you why, if you would like to make one, hey, do you make one? But I'm not doing it. Why am I no. making a life? diabetic girl shirt well i think it's so in sorry uh, to cut you off well i was gonna i was gonna loop you in too because i i know you as a runner of the smoke as well uh you, well, you are uh you, do not come for eritrea in the dms she will let you know um she will give you the smoke and i, I also like to run it like publicly so yeah yeah that's, true that's my you. thing like, just, be, just be careful and uh you know, I wanted to know like how you two got to know each other in the community. And I, I, Eritrea, you mentioned that you were a little bit later to join in the community. Do you remember when you discovered Black Diabetic Girl and Kylene? Okay, so first of all, you read my mind. But secondarily, I wanted to say that. So my, because I think it's so interesting that Kylene has this, or right now when we're talking about like this experience, it's very like, don't mess with Kylene when she's in my opinion, one of the nicest people I've ever met in the diabetic online community. Like hundred percent as a person who is of color, but had a really hard time identifying as a black woman. I've always felt like really shunned by that community or sometimes not accepted. And when I first joined like the diabetic online community and I found Kylene's account, she was the first person I ever talked to from the diabetic online community. And I remember that she was like, yeah, you were very like, because I remember I went through our DMs before this conversation. I went back to our very first DM and I sent you a DM and I was like, hey, thank you so much for connecting with me. I've been looking for other black girls to talk to. And you said, hey, sis, it's so good to connect with you. Let me follow you back. Anything you need, let me know. And you were just immediately someone for me to talk to that maybe, you know, because obviously we're different skin tones, we're different body types, all that. But I still felt a connection there. And then I remember when there was all this stuff happening with like black lives matters and I was trying to raise money and do these things. And I 
reached out to Kyleen and Kyleen was like, let me add you to the black people of color group me. Like, let me add you to our community. Let me bring you in. Like there was just so much love there for me, a stranger. And I had never felt that accepted before. So it was just, I don't know. I just feel so grateful. Um, and also Kylie knows, and I have kind of told Rob, but I wouldn't work at diabetics doing things if Kylie wouldn't have co-signed Rob because as a woman of color, I am in a way afraid of white men. Like it's just, you know, a, a predatory thing. I don't know what you want from me. I don't know you, sir. And before I took our meeting, cause Rob did ask to have a meeting. I texted Kylie and I was like, what do I do girl? And I still have the voice note. Cause she was like, he cool sis. Don't worry. He wears nice shoes. I was like, I am <laughs> deceased. Like she was just like, he cool. I promise he ain't like the rest of them. And he wears nice kicks. And I was just like, Listen, a lot of people think, cause I, I, you know, I, as a black woman, as a black woman, right. You know, we already have a different guard up. Right. And so, because I am very outspoken, I'm loud and I'm loud because I'm tone deaf. Right. So fun fact that a lot of people don't know about me. And so I talk loud so I can hear myself. Right. And so, you know, people automatically assume, oh, she's aggressive, she's mean. And I'm like, yo, I cry at the drop of a dime. Like, I am a baby for real. But, you know, then the Capricorn will come out. But no, I was like, for me, I've never been that person that's like, oh, we got to write white people off. You know, like some people are like, nope, nope, nope. But I'm like, nah, you know, we. I had gotten to know you, you know, not as much as how I know you now, but you know, I was like, no, nah, he cool. Like he's, I've seen him stand behind what he says and he says what he means and he stands by it. Uh, you know, he's not like some of the other people in our community that are like, I got your back, but then they quiet. You know, I was like, no, no, talk to him. Like don't base your opinion off of what other people are saying. I was like, girl, you better do it. You better do it. And look glad I did. Well, I'm thank glad you. I did. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like that you bring up a good point though. Like we really didn't know each other that well then. I think it was mostly just like uh accounts in the community and mm -hmm. we, you hadn't been on the podcast or and we hadn't really talked face to face or or you know in a one-on-one -on -one scenario. So uh, I'm glad that that's the message that, that I put off and I think you know I, I hope that we continue to do that. And I think you're right. Like to me it's not about like I don't know. I, I, I just believe that we grow together and it's not like a, you know, it's not a competition. I, I think I look at the diabetes community as a space, especially, you know, when I first started and definitely at that time, uh, you know, when we had Eritrea join the team as like, we build stronger together. Um, and there's no reason why we all can't eat. Uh, we all can't, you know, be part of this. And, uh, and I think a big part of that too, you know, coming out of that, like uh, hiring Eritrea at that point was, you know, trying to do things a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, we, I am a one man operation and I am a white man and I have had immense levels of privilege all throughout my life, starting with just the people who I was lucky enough to be born to my parents, just, you know, they're just a one since day one. Um, and I, I think that we need to have, you know, more, you know, more people here that are, uh, that are different and that make it accessible. And I know that there are people connected to diabetics doing things now that would not be here if not for Eritrea. And, and as a result, if not for Kyleen's endorsement. So, uh, gotta, gotta give, uh, gotta respect, you know what I mean? Like I stand on the shoulders of giants. I've said this before. And, um, you know, this is, uh, you know, without you guys, you know, this is just another white dude with a podcast. Um, I mean, so, you know, uh, uh, hope it is nothing to hold a conversation with somebody, right? 
Like it's nothing to hold a conversation with, with the person. And you move from that. Hold your conversation. And if it, I always yell, yo, if my gut don't feel right, then it's a no. You know, like conversations don't hurt. Yeah. You, you don't lose nothing from a conversation. So, you know, I was like, girl, talk to the man. See what he got to say. And um, if it ain't what you want, then leave. And I prepped for that a- conversation too. I was like very buttoned up. I was very honest. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so... Uh, Kylan, you're such a big opinion leader in the community. Like, I feel like you're constantly just really, you're just so on the nose. Like we call that leadership. We call that leadership. Yeah. A key opinion leader as I'm learning is the phrase, but like you recently had a tweet go viral or what I, me and Rob like to call diabetes viral. And the tweet said, I want to talk about what a diabetes influencer means and why it has such a negative vibe. Oh yeah. The people are not happy. Well, they were going there crazy. Were, there was there was a lot. Like I remember, oh, yeah. so I saw that post, and because I like all your posts, I see they pop into my feed early. So like at that point, it only had a couple likes. You'd only posted it a few minutes ago, so I saved it uh, because I was like, if I come back to it, I want to see what, what people say. say. And I had no idea it was going to go Me as wild I, as it did. I did not think that it was going to move like it moved. Like I had to hide the post because. People were coming back. It was just too much. Like it, it got too far. And I'm, a, you know, anytime I post something that's like controversial, or I feel like somebody's gonna say something. You know, I put my little disclaimer, like, "Yo, don't come here disrespecting because my block game is real, and all my friends will eat you alive." Right? And yeah. they were really like going in it. Like people were in my DMs, like angry, like some diabetic people were. Angry, and I'm like, what you mad for? Like, what what you really mad for? Tell me why you mad. Why you mad? Because if I told you that I was like a Starbucks influencer, you would like me. If I told you that like I was a Subway influencer, you would like me. You would not be mad at me. If I was an influencer for skincare, you would not care, right? But because people want to say, oh, well, they're a diabetic influencer. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a bad person. Let's talk. I was like, let's talk about it. And my friends were like, really? Why? It's such a nuanced conversation, though. And I think with the people who are on this call, specifically you guys, because I am small fry. Y'all are the like as far as influencers goes, like, is there merit to the conversation that because it's technically a chronic illness influencing that we have a larger responsibility? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Here. Here's my take on it. Right. The word influences mean that I influence you in some shape, form, or way. Good, bad, whatever, right? Um, while I might not be influencing you on how to take care of yourself, because I am not a doctor, right? However, I've used whatever product, and you want to know about it. So you want me to tell you about it because you in my DMs asking me if I use X, Y, and Z. Like, so uh, I don't, I feel like people, okay, so here's my issue with it, right? They think we all lie about everything that we use, do, whatever, right? So they automatically turn off with, oh, they just paying you to whatever, but all of us don't get paid. I need people to understand that. 
They are constantly yelling. I just want to send you a product. Can you post about it? Like, I don't make no money. Like, I don't make big money from talking about whatever product I'm posting about. And I think that that's where people have that misconception of we getting paid. Not this one over here. I'm not one that's getting paid for me, right? But you also are asking us questions about it. Like, you're really like, so does Premier Protein make your blood pressure, your blood pressure, lower your blood sugar rise? No, I use it as this. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, I see you're using the Dexcom here. How does that work? Oh, do you, you like the favorite one that I get all the time now is do you use um, exercise mode with tandem? And I'm like, I don't, but now it makes me think, okay, well, let me try it. Right. But people don't like, it's time. Like, so why there's an exercise mode girl see so look at this there's an exercise mode on that pump here's my problem tandem i hope y'all listen because i got i have um suggestions I oh my god stop because <laughs> i need a timer i always forget to turn it off so you turn on exercise mode but you're going about your business and well i'm waking up the next day still in exercise mode yep Exactly. But I've just been influenced. So I'm, I'm a, I wrote it down. See, so like, I, I do want to, like, I want to touch on that because you become a functional expert, a key opinion leader, right? You're using a product and people look, look at you. And like you said, you're not a doctor. I think I also have been uh, unknowingly to me. I just thought it was very important that I never give medical advice just because I, I really do believe having a relationship with your endocrinologist and your care team is ultra important. Um, so I, I want to go back to the like what you said about some people thinking that sponsor content is just lying or like that, that you would never, that you would never say what you really think if you're being paid to do it. Cause I had this really interesting, uh, conversation in the comments on YouTube. Somebody commented on a thing, uh, on a video and said, Hey, I wish you would have disclosed that this was a sponsored video earlier in the video, because then I would have moved on. And I said, and I, and I had time and I was, you had I, time. I was a little bit upset. And I, and then I had to, I was like, okay, deep breath. Like, let's just see what this person means. Cause I was like, you know, you always think, I think I have the, um, you know, we work really hard at this stuff and we spend time and give of ourselves and, um, you know, sometimes don't make money and sometimes do, but you know, I'm telling you right now, diabetes, uh, <laughs> diabetes money has not changed my life. Um, and, and I'm, I would say probably one of the top earners, which is just, it goes to show where we're at, but, um, so anyway, this person said, you know, I wish you would disclose this earlier. And I asked, okay, well, what, well, what, what is, what did you take issue with? And like, what did you think of the video? And he's like, honestly, I thought the video was good that you were good on camera. And then you had like good explanations, but I don't trust sponsored content because I know that this brand is never going to pay you to say something that's maybe not as good or highlight a feature of a product. That's not very good or your experience with it. And I was like, you know, I, I hear that. That's not necessarily how I think. And it made me think like, okay, well, people still have a lot of mistrust of around, you know, products. And that I think is, you know, I didn't do that. And, and I can't, I have no control over that. And so he's like, yeah, your video was fine. I went to go find a video of somebody who was willing to tell me more of the cons of this product so I could make a decision. And I was like, okay, cool. Fair. I went from being like really upset at this person to seeing their perspective of it and being like, okay, maybe, maybe that's something I can do better. Cause that's also what I want to do. Like, okay, if there are people that think that way, I need to make a video maybe that could help them and, and reach yeah. them where, where they are. Um, and kind of back to the overall, like the influencer conversation is, I think the, the reason that people get upset about healthcare 
influencers or insurance companies or diabetes companies or pharma or whatever the case is because of all of the inequality that exists in the world around those systems. Yeah. And that is a hundred percent fair. Uh, I think the, where it does get a little dicey is that people think that when you sign up, you know, we're, we're going to talk about you being on a Dexcom ad because I saw you in my Indo's office and how cool is that? Um, <laughs> Me and- too. <laughs> I am not up in my own Indo's office, nor does he care. I was so excited to tell him I was in a commercial and he was like, okay, right. That's great. So, so your A1C is this. Right. He's like, so send me the data. And I'm like, but I'm on a, you want me to send it to you since y'all don't have it? And he's like, that's nice. I'm, I, that's great. However, no, I like move on. And I was like, dang. Wow. He, you're into so, He was like, listen, we're going to get to the business. He did not care. He was like, listen, stop trying to distract me, Kyleen. I was like, yo, like, Sir, I'm excited. You excited? No? Okay, fine. And, and you know, I was excited. Like somebody that I know, somebody that I'm familiar with right. is on, you know, that could have just been anybody. But yeah. it's now, nice. now it's somebody that I know. It's nice to see a type one. And we'll talk about more Dexcom later, I guess. And I can save it till then if you want to fix it, Rob. <laughs> but it's nice to see a Black woman wearing a CGM where the person is type one. Like, I think that we are just so tired of being typecasted or stereotyped into only being type two and that certain bodies have to be type two. And that, you know, if you got a little bit more weight on you, you're, there's o- there's no way you're type one. So I was so happy when I saw you in my endo's office and I was like, yes, this is my girl. My endo thought I was losing my mind, but so yeah. Tierra no. was, she like, was like, she had on a uh, black dot Betty girl sweatshirt and she was like, no, that's my friend. Like that's my home girl right there. And her endo was like, you know her. And she's like, yes, for me. Right. I was like, yo, people should be excited to know that it's not paid actors in this. Like mm-hmm. we are real people that people know, like that was for me, the exciting part when I saw everybody else that was there um, regardless of the type that they were, I was just excited to know that y'all really use people that have the disease. I was excited for that because it's easy for you to go and hire actors and actresses and move along. And, but they get, you know, like, okay, great. But to see people that we know, oh yeah, I was excited. And, you know, I, to come back to the point though, like they, you, they didn't sign you up for that and then make you sign a contract that said, you'll never speak ill of Dexcom. You'll never, you'll not. never criticize pharma and you'll never criticize the insurance industry. And you'll never criticize the healthcare industry. That, that doesn't happen. And uh, at least it has not been my experience. And so either. it was uh, not mine. like they, they actually like to hear, like I tag them. Right. Um, I went off because, you know, you can no longer get things directly from Dexcom. It's through your, whatever your supplier is. And mine was Edge Park. And oh, I, they suck. I'm sorry. I, if you're an Edge Park person listening to this, I want to fight you in the street. I hate you. Hey, hands down. I'm with you. We're going to stand neck and neck, sis. Like, we're going to pull up. We ride at dawn. <laughs> I literally put a story up and I was like, yo, like, I tagged everybody. Dexcom, Edge Park. Like, this is ridiculous. This is trash. And Dexcom immediately was, was in my DMs. Like, can we get your number to whoever? Because we want to know more about this. I went on a rant on the phone. I felt so bad for that lady because I was like, this is ridiculous. Like 
I calm patients down because of people like the Edge Park thing. Like I was like, no, 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 this is trash. No. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's not really your fault. But like they they want that. Like when I hold conversations with them, they're like, so you know, you have issues. Yeah, I do. My Dexcom got stuck and it will come off. Like, I don't not not post that stuff. I post about it and I tag them. I'm like, good, bad. Like, you need to know how you're gonna fix it if I'll tell you about it, right? That's my out. Well, and you know, I think that that's, that's so important to hear from people like you as well. So the person in the ad is also holding them accountable on the phone is like using the products. I feel that same way with Medtronic. Like the other day I had a weird pump notification and something I had never seen before. I called customer service and I shared the story about it, not because it was sponsored, but because like, Hey, I'm a patient too. And you know, I also don't get special treatment. Like the, somebody asked me, he's like, Hey, did the lady on the phone know who you were? And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> but she knew, she knew that she had my patient profile and she knew, you know, she walked me through like making sure everything was disconnected and safe. And we tested it and then we got through and, you know, it made me also remember, you know, the things about like you mentioned earlier, like skincare or, uh, you know, or protein or whatever the case may be, those aren't things that decide life or death for most people, you know, yep. and, and, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, the reason that healthcare is so tightly regulated is because it's very dangerous and it, it you know, and everyone is different and diabetes is a, a, a disease with so many inputs, like even the smallest little change can be a really, really big disaster. But, you know, the, I guess the, the thing that I, like, as we kind of uh, close the book on this influencer conversation, like the more I live, the more I know that what people with diabetes need is just what people in America need, which is more access to healthcare, more money. Uh, and more, uh, you know, information, uh, critical information. I think, especially, you know, in the black community, I've seen a lot of posts from some of the big companies this week about, you know, black patients are less likely to hear about pumps and less likely to hear about CGMs. So something as simple as including you in an ad uh, and seeing a black woman with type one wearing a CGM could be the difference between somebody getting a CGM and somebody not getting one. Um, and, that's, and that's so important. Right. It's, that's true. And, and it is like, if we're quiet, then know these people won't know us, you know? For me, I'm also a very, I'm a bigger picture person, right? Like I remember my why, I know why I started. And so it was because we needed represent, you know, like I needed friends, representation. So if me being a quote unquote influencer, because people, we don't name ourselves that. Like y'all name, not y'all, but y'all named us influencers. We, I didn't roll over and say, I'm an influencer. Like you all named me an influencer. so. My voice means something and we go, listen, we gonna talk to everybody because we know that we don't see equal representation. So while yeah. y'all mad, we still, hey, you don't have to like the post, keep it moving. You don't have to like me. I'm gonna always be honest. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I worked with a company and I was like, this is not, not nah, y'all, this not for us. And I told them, I walked away from a good amount of money. I was like, yeah, mm -mm, y'all, no, I don't know who y'all tested this stuff on or how, but y'all need to go back to the drawing board. Like, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want no parts of it. And they respected it and we kept on moving, you know? So we all aren't bad. We all don't just take money. Like I could have taken that change and kept it moving, but I did not. Yeah, and I think again, going back to the why, 
you know, and uh, you know, what's interesting as I was preparing for this conversation, the reason that you started your platform is very similar to the reason that I did is I just didn't see myself in the people that were representing diabetes. And, um, you know, I, unfortunately that's changed. And I, I don't think, I, I think that's largely in part of a lot of just social media adoption and hashtags and, um, you know, give a little bit of credit to like beyond type one, as well as we're kind of starting up this diabetes online kind of Instagram and uh, world and kind of uniting that at the time. Um, but now you see people, uh, who a lot more kinds of people who are influencers or who are, you know, voices in the community. And I think that's, uh, that's really important. You know, one day I'm going to throw my phone into the ravine and I'm going to, uh, you know, shut the gate on my farm or something, wherever I'm at in the world. And I, you know, hopefully at that point, there'll be more people to carry the torch on. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting to say like how things change from day one to day a hundred to day a thousand as well. Um, so with that in mind, I'd love to just kind of talk some like quick, quick fire questions for you. Um, I'm excited. I haven't heard these. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I keep a little trick on my sleeve every now and then. So (laughs) what's something unexpected that you have found or has happened to you from sharing your story? Like what, what's something that, that came to you that you didn't expect? Oh, um, so many people to say, oh, that's my story too. Mm. I, I, I really wasn't like, I didn't expect, you know, you most of the time you feel like your story is, that's it. Right. And so I was like, oh, that didn't happen to other people. Um, but when I, you know, anytime someone would hear my story and I get all of the, that happened to me, like that's my like copycat copy paste like that is it and I'm like oh I mean I'm not surprised anymore yeah you know more than we talk to people but definitely like in the beginning I was like oh okay I'm not alone you know, what's funny. I, I I remember this from like maybe a year ago. It might, it might've been longer time. What is time these days? But like, we were having a conversation and, and you were in the comments, I think too. And it might've been with, uh, with Mila Clark Buckley uh, or Mila Clark. Now um, we were talking about Halle Berry and, and we were like, I guarantee you she was diagnosed type two. Cause there was a lot of conversations about her being type two for years. And now all of a sudden she's Lada. And I just was like, man, if Halle Berry is getting misdiagnosed. Like what hope is there for the rest of us? Like, uh, you know, uh, like this is such a common thing. It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. I don't talk about Hallie. We don't, we don't like her. Hallie, come on the pod. <laughs> Hallie, come on the pod. She, she, won't, she won't talk about diabetes. I'm sorry to like even like distract the conversation, but she like won't, I don't know. There's so many rumors about her that she won't eat and she just like believes in exercise and won't take insulin. So it's just like, but I, I kind of blame some of that to like culture too, right? Yes. Because you have to look at look at her age, right? Look at how old she is. And we all know that black culture is very much like, especially back in the day, is we don't talk about it. We very much, you know, listen, you they said you need to exercise or take your cinnamon or do XYZ. You know what I mean? Like, so and and then we also like. I stand by like, I don't have to talk about it if I don't want to. That's fair. That I guess that's you fair. Know. That's valid. I don't, I don't have to talk about it if I want let, to. Let's talk about that because I think it it is, I call it a vulnerability exchange because like it is, it's, it takes courage and work to say, hey, this is my story. Here you go. And, and you know, sometimes like, especially in the beginning, like not that much comes back, you know, but yep. you start to, people start to, to share and there's that exchange. 
but like you're making very private parts of your life, very public. Yeah. What, what has, you know, I don't know. Would you do anything differently? Would you, would you share more early? Would you, would you share less? Are there things that you've shared that you feel like maybe you in hindsight, you might not have, uh, you know, been as prepared to share? No, and I don't, I don't think that I would change anything. Maybe like talking earlier, but you know, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Um, I don't think that I would change anything because, um, I know the impact that it has had even on one person. I know the impact of me using my voice, me telling my story, me taking an Instagram name and turning it into a t-shirt, right? Like I know the parts that that has played. Like I get the messages from moms that are like, I am so glad my daughter has someone that they can see, you know, from the grown women that are like, I'm so glad that you talk about being diagnosed as an adult because they don't care about us as an adult. You know, like they focus they on children. So I'm glad that you're talking about work life and diabetes. So I don't, I wouldn't, nah, it's, we gonna keep everything the same. I love that. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you give like, kind of like the, the final sort of quick fire question? And, and I, the way I worded it, I think it's fun too. It's like, what advice would you give to current and future black diabetic girls? Cause like, as you know, like the, the black guy, you might not be a black diabetic girl today, but tomorrow that could totally change. Uh, and you know, for people who are diagnosed today, they, they're going to look for other black diabetic girls and they're going to find you. What, what advice do you have for current and future black diabetic girls? Okay. So for current ones, right. I think that I would say it's not one size fits all, sis. Um, it's, it's not one size fits all. And you have to do what's right for you. You can take the advice, but that's exactly what it is, advice. You know, you you figure it out. You can ask your questions and you you work with your people and get it moving, right? You, I also would tell them, you don't have to tell a soul about your story. Do not feel obligated. Do not you you move how you choose to move. If you want to be loud and proud, baby, be loud and proud. If you want to be proud and quiet, be proud and quiet. Um, for the women or young girls who will be diagnosed tomorrow and thereafter, baby, we open you with we welcome you with open arms, right? Like it's a it's a different sisterhood, you know, it's a different place where we got you. If you want to be got, we got you. You know, we will help you. We will give you what we want to give you. We will give you what you need. If you don't need nothing, we got you. We won't give you nothing. If you need something, we're going to give it to you. Um, it's not the end of the world. And you, you know, as I end with everything, right? Like, you got this. What, what difference do you think that would have made for you on day one? Sure. If somebody would have told you that. If somebody would have told me, girl, you better ask questions. Don't you just let these people tell you, oh, you diabetic because of, that would have changed life. Like I would not, you know, have pancreatitis. I would be able to enjoy life how I want to enjoy it um, without having to worry about flare ups. But yeah, I wish somebody just would have been like, no, nah, ask some more questions. You know, hey, girl, don't you settle for that. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, but see, that's why you're making a difference. And you know, sometimes like that sacrifice, uh, it's hard to be a trailblazer. And I, you know, and I think a lot of that in the diabetes community, even around the influencer conversation, is like we're sort of just learning as we go. And um, and you know, that that's part of that journey too. And like you said, you know, it's it's unfortunate that it happened sort of the way it did, but that led you to be able to help other people avoid that going on going down the road. So um, you know, it's just uh you know, I, people ask me early on, like, would you, Hey, you've like got all this like cool stuff going on. Like, would you give diabetes back? Uh, if you, if you could, and I was like, heck yeah, do that. Like get, sign me up. I'll sign it up. I'll, I'll turn it all away tomorrow. Where's my refund. <laughs> give me that <laughs> refund. But, uh, you know, because we are here and because, um, you know, we we're going down this journey and other people can benefit from it. I think we're leaving the world a better place than, than we found it. And that's, that's what's super important. And also we met Pete, like, some of my very best friends are because I am diabetic. So if I never had diabetes, right, I would not have the friends that I have, you know? Um, so it's like, ooh, I don't want it because it's expensive and it's draining and it's tiring. But then the plus side to it is I have the Tierras and the Amelias and, every, you know, all of you all and everybody else. Like, it's like, ooh. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, dang. Cause I, wouldn't I mean, all have- I got is Eritrea, you know? So, I mean, it's like, you know, I got oh, please. Am I, I am not your only diabetic friend. That is not oh, true. Please. Like we, we I, know he has friends. Don't let him I play do. you. I'm I got multiple group of- chats. I got, I yeah. Do. Listen, this, that's, that's where all the fun takes place in the group chats. Right. You know, I love our group me. If you're not in our group me and you're a black person, let me and Kylie know. Cause you need to be in there, but don't let me know because I my keep the group me is on mute. So I pop in and pop back out. Y'all holler at my homegirl so she can put y'all in there. Cause I it, I have too many group me chats. So everything is muted. Group me is muted. It's just a good space for people who are of color who are joining the diabetic online community. So if you are a person of color, if you are a black person and you'd like some more community, definitely DM me. You can DM Kylie and she'll just send it to me and I'll be happy to add you. <laughs> Well, and you know, what kind of with that involved, I want to close with this, uh, in national diabetes awareness month last year, Kylene, you put together a, a large kind of panel, uh, so to speak of, of people from the community, um, from really all over. Uh, and we had like a two hour zoom conversation about important topics in the community and talk, we, we were talking about stigma. We talked about, uh, nonprofits. We talked about brands. We talked about, you know, what people really need. And it was just like an open forum and, uh, lots of folks who are friends of the podcast and who are, who are friends of the community were, were there. I, I wanted to like ask you, you know, what you took away from that and, uh, and, you know, also, you know, how you, uh, cause you had some heavy hitters in there, people that are tough, t- tough to book. And, and, you know, even me, Eritrea knows my calendar is a mess. And I made sure that on that Saturday at 2 PM, I was in my chair ready for that conversation. I so you, you, you carry a big stick, but you know, what, what did you come walk away from that conversation with? So for me, I honestly, I walked away from a my friends say that I don't give myself enough credit, right? And I'm I'm not a person that talks about myself. So I walked away from that knowing the people that I had in that room and the influence, the influence that they have in our community that. It was on a Saturday, it was on the after, in the afternoon, it was not 
paid and these people all showed up because I asked them to. Um, so I walked away. One, one of the things that I walked away with, I say that to say, like, I walked away from like, okay, girl, you got to stop downgrading yourself. Like, not stop downplaying yourself because people show up because you asked them to, right? The second thing I walked away from it, the other thing that I walked away from that conversation was, man, it's so much work to do in this community on various levels. Like, we know the, I know the, the top ones, affordability, accessibility, education, right? I can't change that, not by myself. However, representation, inclusion, the things that I, my voice can make an impact on, that's where I have to start. And so it was, it literally was, okay, y'all, like, yeah, we, we got some work to do. Like, we, we got work to do. And either we're going to do the work or we're not going to do the work. I also, it reminded me, it just reminded me of, like, my wives, honestly. Like, I, this, this is why you're here. Like, this is because we need to see more people. We need people to stop shaming people. You know, we need to talk to each other. Like, it's okay to talk to people with type two. It's okay to talk to people with a lot of like, you don't have to downplay their story or their illness. Like, Well, I, for me, I, it made me think like, you know, I'm in the right, I'm doing the right stuff. I'm in the right place. Because if those conversations were happening a few years ago, or even before I, I was involved in the community, I, I wasn't aware of them. And I felt very grateful to be a part of that group of, uh, and you're right. Like I came away with it too. Like there's so much stuff to do. It's easy to get overwhelmed if you try to attack all of it at once. Sure. And so, you know, I came away as well, like really focused on how can we hit one or two really good points and do it well. And then we'll go into some of these other ones. Um, and you know, in that room specifically, uh, man, I don't know if I'd ever been in a zoom with like 15 black people with diabetes discussing diabetes community topics. Like that just didn't exist. And that was just a special thing to be a part of, um, just discussing like the real world and like the realities of people with diabetes and what we live with and what we go through every day. So I wanted to, you know, give you props as well. And thank you for making me a part of that. And I can't even take all that credit by myself. Right. Like Tierra and Amelia, when I, when you talk about your group chats, I know I drive them crazy. Like I'll text them two, three o'clock in the morning. Like, yo, I want to do this. What y'all think? Let's do this. Or let's put this on. Or let's do that. Like we literally had like two or three conversations prior to that with just a list of names of people we really wanted in this room who we know are adults and can hold conversations because that was our first priority. We want adults, people who can literally hold a conversation, like open-minded conversations. You're not in here, we don't do no drama, right? So we went down, We that was our list. Then it was, we don't want it to be all black people. We don't want it to be all type ones. Like we literally were going like down, down, down. Like, okay, yes, okay. Not this conversation. Yes, no, yes. Like it, it we were running it down because we knew we had a previous conversation, like um, when we had our podcast where we talked to some, it was all women, but we just had that conversation of type ones and type twos. And we, the information that we took away from that one, we knew how powerful this one could be. So we had, we, it was everything for us to make sure we had the right people 
in the conversation. So shout out to my girls because I know I drive them crazy. Shout out to the dope diabetic girls. Yeah, I drive them crazy. Love y'all. It's real with them. <laughs> uh, well, Kylie, thank you for keeping it real with us today as well. Uh, and, for, and for being a supporter of what we do at Diabetics Doing Things uh, and for uh, your contributions to More Than a Diabetic as well. Uh, you know, just appreciate you and all that you that you bring to the community and to the table. Uh, for those listening, blackdiabeticgirl.com, Black Diabetic Girl on Instagram, Dope, Dope Diabetic Girls podcast. Uh, you know, Kylene is out there. She might be in your endos office on a Dexcom ad. If so, be sure to shout her out. So thank you so much for for joining us today and, and for, for having the conversation. No, thank you guys for having me. You know, I love y'all. I'm a, I am a fan of the podcast. So yes, thank y'all.